0: Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles, and we've got a great show on the way for you today. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's the Financial Therapist on today's show, and it is going to be a show about when it's okay if a visit to your advisor feels like counseling. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this conversation with Scott. We're also going to answer a great uh, great question from Jerry on today's show as well who's retiring soon and has questions about starting social security and some other good things like that. So, look forward to diving into his story. Can't wait for it all, Scott. Happy New Year to you, my friend, for a show of 2023.
1: Yeah, happy New Year, Walter. Do
0: you do you make any New Year's resolutions? Not typically, although I did make one this year. I want to I want to text an old friend uh because we we moved not too far away from this old friend from several years ago so like my new year's resolution is just to text him so it is both a very low bar and achievable new year's resolution and uh won't take you know but minimal effort so there you go
1: well that's good, that's although, good. We, yeah.
0: although it's not looking good cuz it's so easy i could have already done it by now and have still procrastinated so that, that is true <laughs> so you know it's i've still got 11 months to go but uh it's not looking good based on my track record so far of making (laughs) such a simple resolution happen (laughs) should we just pause the show and just do it now and get oh my gosh no because that's the problem because i know as soon as i text them it's going to lead to a long texting back and forth so i'm just waiting for when i have time to be able to like answer those responding texts because i don't want to be like hey what's up i live near you now and then not respond for three days which is what will happen if i'm you know, do it at the wrong time.
1: Okay. So, so you got, you have to schedule
0: (laughs) your 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 schedule. I really have like, I'll respond to someone's text like seven or eight days later with like, yeah, that sounds good. Or (laughs) whatever. I I am too.
1: My kids get mad at me all the time because they send me a text and they expect me to reply right away. But the reality is I don't even look for my phone for half the time. I can't even find my phone, Walter.
0: So nice. Nice. I mean, email, I respond like that. Texts take me forever because I, I usually, I have a program, this is too much information, but I have a program on my computer where on the computer I can text back and forth with people. So if I happen to be there and have the time, like I can respond very quickly because I type really fast. But on a phone right. I type so slowly uh, or I'm not in a position where I can do voice to the text, then it's going to take me forever to get back to you. Right. Just right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It sounds like you I don't, and I are cut from a similar cloth in
1: that regard. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do New Year's resolutions because for years it was just the same thing, you know, yeah, be less fat ready. and work out more, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why it is. we're not doing a New Year's resolution show topic today, folks. Because that's right. We're not in that, we're not in that, uh, that vicinity and that mindset right yeah,
1: now. Yeah. We are not people that can give any sort of guil- guidance on
0: proper New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Exactly. Unless it comes to, uh, financial stuff, we're, uh, we're pretty much hopeless. But yes. Uh, yes. In yes. any event. Uh, well, let's do it. Let's, let's dive into the financial therapist. You ready to wear that hat today, Scott? Let's do it. All right, this will be this will be fun. All right, so sometimes if you meet with your financial advisor, it might feel like talking to a therapist. But here's the surprising take on this today. Perhaps is that that's okay. Uh, we're going to discuss some scenarios when it's almost inevitable that a talk with your advisor seems like a counseling session. And I'm curious to hear how you handle those things, Scott, because some mm-hmm. of these things do, they, they're, they're all going to involve some element of financial planning, but so many of them do involve, what do they call these, like soft skills perhaps on, on your side um, yeah. and how to handle these things. So uh, some of these may be heavier, not all of them, uh, but that's certainly going to be when, obviously, talking to a therapist or going to counseling—somewhat heavy thing, typically—and so that's uh, where the realm that we're entering in here. So, first one, when you are in the wake of a divorce, that's on the list for sure, Scott. What's your role when somebody goes through that, and uh, and how does that feel to you and to your clients when they go through it?
1: Well, I think the reality of, of being a financial advisor is for you know my clients. I know their situations in and out because we do holistic financial planning. So I know, you know where their money's at, what their goals are, what their family's all about. I know everything about them because that's how we structure a proper plan for them. So when someone comes in in the wake of a divorce, obviously the financial thing is where everybody starts running to is you're going to you're going to come in here and you say usually Let's assume here you just have one of the spouses coming in. My particular scenario, I've never had both of them come in together and say, We're going to get a divorce. I usually get a call from one or the other and say, You know, we're getting divorced. I want to meet with you. But you know, the, about all these different topics are going to be you know, lifestyle changes and things you need to think about. And you got the financial aspect of everything where, you you know, we're going to look at the numbers. How much are you going to need? Where would we get it from? All that types of stuff. But there's such an emotional drain when you're getting divorced because sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as you've thought. Sometimes there's battles, there's fights, there's kids involved. So you need somebody, you know, that kind of can... Knows your whole situation and can kind of give you a unbiased third party look at it with pulling some of the emotion out of it. So I think there's a lot of value in there when just talking to anybody. It doesn't even need to be your financial advisor, but your financial advisor slash therapist knows everything about your situation and can usually you know, provide some pretty good feedback on a lot of things.
0: I think that's great. And yeah, what a what a tough thing to go through has so many of those financial elements involved in it, as well as uh, the emotional component. And obviously, that's going to be similar for a lot of these. But good to hear how that conversation evolves with you, Scott. How about this next one? Uh, When you're having career difficulties, do people come to you and talk about that when when they're going through a career difficulty?
1: Yeah, actually, that does happen probably more than you think. And it basically kind of runs around the fact of saying, hey, you know what? I'm not really happy in my job. I'm thinking about switching to a new one. Of course, the financial question is the first thing. Can I afford to do this? You know, what should I should I do? But again, it's it's a lifestyle change. I talked to a client not too long ago that was thinking about taking a job on the other side of the country. And, uh, you know, so we had the financial conversation, you know, to deal with that type of stuff. But then we also talked about the fact that, hey, you know, you got to move the family. You, you know, what about the kids and all the other aspects that are in there with that job change? And, you know, hopefully I like to think I made them think about, I mean, Those are obvious things he would have thought of. But when little things come up in that conversation, makes them think a little bit and and make sure they thoroughly vet their decisions when they're making job changes or, or contemplating, you know, a
0: totally different career. Yeah, it's wise for people, it sounds like, to, to come talk to you about that before maybe making those career changes, right? So if somebody's Absolutely. having some difficulties, they should feel open to coming in and talking to you about it. Absolutely. I guess just how going to counseling or therapy, if you're experiencing that in your life would be great to go talk to somebody maybe before that change happens, before you make a drastic choice. If it's something you're struggling with or having those difficulties, talk that out. See see where the problems lie. Um, and then knowing the financial implications of that, huge. So it's right. yep. one that maybe people wouldn't think of right off the top of their heads uh, to talk out with uh, a third party like an advisor in that realm. If money stresses you out, you might go to therapy. Um, or if you don't like talking about money or you don't like making financial decisions at all, you'd rather just stick your head in the sand. Great thing to, you know, obviously all these would be good just to straight up go to therapy over probably, but meeting with a financial advisor is probably going to have that same kind of feel to it. And it's somebody that's really well qualified in that realm too.
1: Yeah. You know what? And I I think when it comes to this, I, I think working with a financial advisor that you're comfortable with and that you trust is going to be paramount here because a lot I've a lot of clients that really don't want to deal with this they know they need to they feel very anxious about it and a lot of it was might have been about how they were raised as children in regards to money because that forms a lot of what our thoughts about money are when we're adults so i i think having somebody that realizes that and can make it light and less intimidating and move it down, relate it to a level that you feel comfortable with is going to be very important in in helping somebody work through that difficulty of not wanting to make or talk about those financial decisions. So it's all about how that financial advisor approaches it and frames it for them. And that, you know, it's kind of like tailoring the approach to that particular client and what they feel comfortable with.
0: Helpful, Scott, getting all of this perspective, I think. And again, we're talking about when visiting your financial advisor starts to feel a little bit like visiting with a therapist and why that's okay. Another great point here would be when you're having medical problems or maybe you just received a troubling diagnosis, meeting with your advisor would be a fantastic idea to talk through the implications of that.
1: Well, you know what? This is something where it actually is a frequent conversation I have. I'll have somebody that gets sick, cancer, or something where they know that maybe their their days may be limited. And they'll come in here, and the conversation turns a lot to, yeah, we'll talk about the money, making sure the other spouse is going to be okay if something happens or when it does happen. But then it also turns into talking about You know, family, are are you getting everything prepared for everybody? Have you told this person and the estate planning aspect of it, making sure you've got the powers of attorney and all those things in place? Because when you have that, when you know all of these things are in place, that your spouse is going to be taken care of financially, that you've made it as smooth for them as possible, that you've got the legal documents in place, That you've got, you know, you've thought about things like passwords for computers and all these types of things. Maybe your spouse wasn't really involved much in the financial decisions. And now it's a time where they can start to get involved. You know, once you have all of that knowledge, it's going to make you feel much more comfortable and take you already have a big burden on your shoulders with the medical diagnosis and, and issues. But this helps to lighten the load when you know that your loved ones are going to be taken care of if something happens. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point on that one. And uh, just sort of like ramps up that reason to meet with your advisor if it's been a little while or if you've been putting off meeting with an advisor in the first place. uh, Definitely a good reason to uh, start getting those things, uh, those conversations happening uh when your kids are frustrating you with their life decisions <laughs> i'm interested to hear that would uh scott what do those conversations look like with your clients that that could turn into therapy real quick
1: yeah well you know what's funny doing this for as long as i have almost 30 years now is that i've seen a lot of different scenarios whether you know maybe their children has drug issues or their they're, you know, they've got marriage issues or they're just in a dead end job or whatever that that person may be frustrated with their child about. I've seen a lot of this and I've seen how these things have eventually worked out. So I think a lot of the times talking to to somebody that's kind of seen these things before can give you some, a different perspective on everything that you can kind of say, Hey, you know what? I think Maybe if you just let them ride it out a little bit, you know, give them six months, see how that works out and then maybe start to step in or I get clients that come to and say, you know, I just keep giving my kid money and money and money. And, you know, there's been situations where I've said, hey, and, and they're like, hey, you know what, I don't want to be continue to to be given a money, but I feel bad and. It's, I'll step in and offer to say, hey, you know what? I can be the bad guy here. Just tell me that my financial advisor said that I can't afford to continue to give you any more money or I'm not going to be to retire. Make me the bad guy and tell them if they have a question, they can give me a call. So, you know, a lot of different situations with the kids. I mean, you know, that that old saying is that, you know, your kids never truly go away Um, as far as the financial commitment and uh whether it's grandkids down the road or, or whatever um you know some of those end up being a little bit heavier than others
0: it's interesting you probably have a lot of situations where you are protecting the parents from the kids in a way right. yeah. and then you also have a lot of situations where you're probably working with the kids of the parents eventually like you know almost like a family legacy thing where you start having just great relationships with with multiple people in the family and, and they want, you know, their kids are like, Hey, our parents trusted you. We want to trust you and, and move yeah. into that relationship too. And so kind of funny, you can have legacy on one side and then you can have, Hey, protect us from, <laughs> from exactly. our children in the next and, side.
1: You have, you have to be able to, to pivot and go whichever yeah. way you need to go.
0: No doubt about it. Absolutely. All right. Last scenario for now, when visiting your advisor feels like going to the therapist and why that's Okay. And this is, uh, you know, after losing a spouse, really tough. You know, we talked about the divorce kind of at the front end of this. There's some similarities to, you know, the handling it, the mix of emotions and financial consequences mm-hmm. and all that. Sometimes this hits people more suddenly. Sometimes it's more planned for in advance. Uh, all of those conversations are, I'm sure, tough, Scott, and evolve that delicate mix of, of uh, you know, that, uh, that financial component and the emotional side.
1: Well, I think it's even more difficult sometimes when it's something that's sudden and you weren't able to prepare for it and you weren't able to, you know, get your mind wrapped around the situation. But, yeah, obviously, you know, I've had a lot of people have passed away throughout the years and I'm meeting with the spouse. And the first thing is I'll usually get a phone call and saying that, you know, my husband, Joe, passed away. The first thing I say is that you don't need to do anything right now. Don't worry about it. Be with your family, with your loved ones. When you feel comfortable, give me a call and we can start to look at the money stuff. There's nothing you need to do right away. And then once we get to that point, then uh, if it's unexpected and we didn't have a chance to talk, the fortunate thing about working with me as a financial advisor, you know, we do beneficiary reviews. We look at estate planning documents. We make sure that everything is in line for you from A to Z. So the financial aspect's very easy, but where the therapy aspect comes in is the adjustments and the changes. And, and you know, all of a sudden now you're you're living by yourself. Um, it's same with 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 the uh, medical problems, and and you we don't want to create extra burdens for you in that time. So you want to make sure that you know our first goal is to make it easy. And so you don't have extra burdens because of money, because, you know, even though your spouse has passed away, that burden's heavy enough. So I think just going through that process, making sure you're prepared makes that much, much easier. And then helping as best we can with the lifestyle change and the changes you're going to have. I mean, we've we've introduce people to different support groups at churches and stuff like that if they don't have somebody to talk to so that they can help to work through that
0: great points across the board thank you for navigating that tough conversation with us scott i feel like i just had a very productive visit with a therapist and i'm i'm, I'm now ready to go tackle my day and move on to the next uh to the next part of the of the show so thank bills you, in man. the mail yeah yeah you have a what's your billing rate by the hour yeah exactly um you have a uh yeah you have a great approach and um and you actually do uh, this is kind of have this therapeutic voice like you've got this uh you do have a therapeutic way about you my friend so kind of like a Barry White kind of thing you you got a little something going on there yeah yeah exactly (laughs) very very comforting to talk to you all all it's funny because none of my family listens to me so I, I always assumed it was an annoying voice well, you know, um, professional success and uh, personal success are, are not often linked. So, yeah, they, they don't go hand in hand all the time. No, it was uh, great to hear you navigate us through that. Thank you, my friend. And if you have questions for Scott, maybe you're going through one of these things right now. You know, maybe you maybe you're working with an advisor who maybe they don't provide comprehensive services. Maybe they don't treat you this way. Um, if, if in a, you know, a meeting with your advisor should have some warmth to it. I think, Scott, it should have uh, not not just be cold, not just be about the numbers. It should have a Absolutely. little bit of that feeling that you might get when you go and meet with a therapist, some, something personal, um, because you are sharing details about about yourself, about your life, your thoughts and feelings on things, details about your finances, your family members, all that stuff. So there's got to be that level of trust, understanding, and warmth involved. And so if you're not getting that kind of relationship when you're talking about your money and talking about your finances right now, well, don't hesitate to reach out. Talk to Scott about what you're going through. 888 742 is the number to call. Or easier than that, go to talktoscott.com, and you can schedule a free consultation with Scott that way and uh, have a conversation about what's going on in your financial life. Well, there you have it. Time to get to know Scott a little bit better as we move on in today's show. It's getting to know you time. All right, Scott, our getting to know you question to kick us off here in 2023 is a real good one uh, because I know you're a baseball fan. If you were a Mm -hmm. baseball player, what would your walk-up song be when you come up to bat?
1: You know, I think about this is I think about uh,
0: Gonzalez for the Indians,
1: and he's got the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. And and in the playoffs against the Yankees, he hit the go-ahead run to win the game. And there was a kid in the stands with the SpongeBob like outfit on, like a costume. And now, like every game, he his family must have season tickets. It's like they show the kid in the SpongeBob as soon as he comes up to the plate.
0: Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all part of the routine now.
1: Walk-up songs can be impactful, just like that, right? Though mine is not as creative as SpongeBob SquarePants. I would go with "Lunatic Fringe" by Red Rider. Wow, I don't know if I've heard that from before. the Vision Quest movie, going okay. back in the '80s. Okay, if you have to go about 40 seconds into the song, so everybody, you know, when when you're done, don't turn off the podcast. But when you're done with the podcast, you know, pull that up on your iTunes or wherever.
0: Can, 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 I, can I can I link to this in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll link to the YouTube uh, video of it,
1: and okay. it's about 40 seconds in, and when it starts to, it starts real slow. But about forty seconds in is when the the guitar kicks in. You go dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Well,
0: What what yeah. what's the name of it again? It's the song's "Lunatic Fringe" by Lunatic Red Rider. Fringe. Okay, I wonder. You know, you, you want to try getting away with like a few seconds of the uh, of the song here, Scott? Yeah, just, if, just, if we just can. Just we
1: can it? Yeah, let's do about, it. Start about 40, 45 seconds in, you'll kind of hear right, where the guitar can. kicks in there.
0: All right. That, that might be all we get away with, but there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that was, uh, that was, uh, th- I think that'd be, that'd be super cool. You so walk you'd go in for that a little bit in. more of
0: the chill, like, you know, building it up feel. Yeah. I'm than not just like, like coming a rapper right guy. Out of the with a loud you know. song or something.
1: Well, and a lot of baseball players now, you know, that they're, you know, they're of, of Spanish descent. you know, they've got, they've got, you know, Mexican or Cuban and, and they've got a lot of the, you know, the kind of the festive kind of salsa kind of thing going on there. Sure. And, you know, I don't feel that would fit me very well. I'm, I'm not
0: a rapper kind of guy. Yeah, I rap, hip would... popular for walk-up songs, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so that, that wouldn't fit me. I'm more of an old-school kind of That's kind know, of got like a white hair, stripe metal, Seven rock. Nation
0: Army feel to it at the beginning of that song, you know, they're like, Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, that would be a good one, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've heard Endy. that one before. Uh, that that seems like a, a popular walk-up song. Yeah. See, I anybody
1: you know older than fifty would totally appreciate that. Anybody younger would be like, "What is this garbage?" It's like, you know, like my kids when I play my music in the car. They said, "This is horrible," and I'm like, "I think your stuff's horrible."
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd be weird. I'd play some Pat Metheny, so I'd have some like uh, some New Age jazz blasting through. Like, there's some okay. specific songs I like where he's really riffing and gets me really pumped up and very inspired and and, uh, okay. and whatnot. So I'd, I'd play play a little Pat. That'd be my go-to. That would be different. I don't know if anybody's have a, had a Pat Metheny walk-up song before.
1: So no, I'd... probably not. You know, and there's always first, just like SpongeBob SquarePants. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Be 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 different. That's all right. That's good. I love it. Uh, well, good pick, and um, I appreciate that. I think that's a good one. We'll link to that in the show notes. If you want to go listen to Red Rider, Lunatic, and French. I don't think there's any chance I'm actually ever going to be able to use my walk-up song. That's true. Unfortunately, you never know. You could join a softball league or something, and maybe they'll play the music. True. Did I, did did you know I used to do the walk-up music for the North Carolina Tar Heel women's softball team? Really? For several for several seasons, I was the PA announcer, and that meant I was also in charge of playing all the walk-up music.
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: It was, wow. uh, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, although it was very tricky because they, when I first started, they gave me the list of all the songs and it was on a very antiquated computer, the very antiquated, like Winamp. Do you remember Winamp? Music do Oh yeah,
1: I do. I do. Yeah. The yeah. Computer so program. I'm
0: trying to play different walk-up songs and, and, you know, in between the break songs and they give me this paper list of all the songs that are approved, but only approved at certain timestamps. So if you don't play the right song at the right timestamp, you just might have an f bomb drop in the middle of this family, you know, oh, family nice. event. Yes, and you know, softball is very intimate, smaller crowds. The press mm-hmm. box is right there with all the people, and so whenever you would make a mistake, everybody would just turn and look at you right in the press box. So I had a few of those, and so I, you had I, a few I modernized the their crowd. equipment very quickly because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, this is stupid. Why do we have music that's in the queue?" that has all of these F-bombs everywhere. Let me just edit these songs or find the clean version so that this doesn't happen anymore. So I fixed the problem quickly, but those first couple of weeks, there were a few, few mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny. And people, people notice those things as you can. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, very good. I like your walk up song. Very nice. Uh, Well, that's getting to know Scott a little bit better on today's show. Now it's time to get to know you, as we go to our uh, mailbag segment. And we've got a good question from Jerry. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Jerry says, I'm retiring soon, and I asked my financial advisor when I should think about starting my Social Security. He seemed completely befuddled that I'd even ask Mm. him the question and didn't seem to have any insight at all. What am I missing here? Shouldn't that be a basic part of retirement planning?
1: Run, Jerry, run.
0: <laughs> is that another song that could be used as a walk up song? Run, yes.
1: Jerry, run? <laughs> yes. Run, Jerry, run. Absolutely, your financial advisor should have the pulse on your situation and when you should start taking a look at Social Security. It's going to, you know, a good financial advisor is going to understand Social Security, how it works, how you can manipulate it as far as. When's the best time to take it for you, making sure you claim spousal benefits, doing all that, because if you don't do it right, you could be lose, leaving a lot of money on the table that you're simply not taking advantage of. And it, it's going to depend on the amount of assets you have, you know, how they're positioned, what types of accounts they're in, and absolutely your financial advisor should not look befuddled. And should definitely have a lot of insight on Social Security. So, again, run Jerry, run, and you can hop on your computer, shoot me an email, give us a phone call, schedule a fifteen-minute phone call at talktoscott.com, and uh, you know I'll be more than happy to help you out.
0: Very good. By the way, Run Jerry Run is a uh, a, a video game, a Tom and Jerry video game. So there oh, you go, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> the blast from the past. Isn't it? Uh, Did we
1: just get two copyright infringements in our podcast? No,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think mentioning Run Jerry Run will get us in any trouble. <laughs> Free promotion for their little game. And uh, we probably turned some people on to Red Rider That uh, Okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe that was good nostalgia for them. They'll be just fine. I don't think they're worried about our four-second use of their song to talk about yes. here. Yes. So. I think you'll be in good shape. No worries there. And, uh, yeah, it's easy to talk to Scott. It's talktoscott.com. That's all you do to go there to schedule your time to visit. We'll link and put all the contact information for Scott in the description of today's show, as well as that link to the music from Red Rider and uh, Lunatic Fringe. Go check that out so you can hear Scott's walk-up song in full. Maybe get some nostalgia uh, while you're at it. Scott, thank you for all your help on the show today. This was enjoyable, and uh, we'll look forward to picking it up again next time. I love it, Walter. Take care. That's Scott. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox.
1: Go Caps.
0: Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.